fit, active, healthy, happy, enjoying the prime of your life. Looking out for your health and wellness, this is Health Talk with Fred Lowry from Lowry Drug in Statesville. Call now to ask Fred your health questions, 704-873-1400, 704-873-1400. You can also visit Fred at his store, conveniently located on Hartness Road in Statesville. Good afternoon. This is pre-recorded, this, uh, this part of uh, Health Talk, for Friday the 20th in October. Uh, this is Fred Lowry, pharmacist and doctor of natural medicine, and, and this is Health Talk. This program is intended to share knowledge and information based on my research and experience. It is not intended to offer individual advice and does not replace a one-on-one relationship with a qualified healthcare prof- professional. Your daily choice has more to do with your health than anyone in the healthcare field. It's my desire that uh, this program will be empowering to you with knowledge uh, so that you can take a proactive approach to your health. So today we're, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, inflammation, pain, and it's a pretty vast subject because there's all kinds of things that can cause uh, pain and inflammation, uh, you know, on the, maybe the lighter side, you, uh, overdo it one weekend working in the yard or, um, maybe you have, uh, some type of, uh, trauma, uh, could be anything, uh, that, uh, affects you structurally, uh, broken bones, uh, spinal issues, uh, you can have headaches from all kinds of things, hormone imbalance, uh, stress, high blood pressure, liver dysfunction. There's, there's just so many pieces to this. And so uh, certainly trying to identify what, what the issue is, is is helpful and how to treat that because uh, you, you wouldn't necessarily treat a stress headache with a uh, pain medication. And, and we're all aware of uh, things uh, related to uh, uh, narcotic type pain interventions, which uh, has its uh, place uh, sometimes, certainly. So um, one of the things uh, that uh, I talked about uh, uh, last week or the week before, there was a couple things that, uh, that I really got interested in. One of them is a, a product called Curamin for pain relief, uh, and it, it's got uh, the uh, curcumin uh product in it, uh, which is a, like a, a, a component of turmeric, uh, boswellia, which is uh, frankincense. It's got enzymes and uh, D-L-phenylalanine. Now, that's, a, that's a, a protein that inhibits the enzymes that break down endorphins in your body. So endorphins are kind of the natural feel-good uh, components of the body. But uh, what this does is uh, decrease the breakdown of that, and the, the, the endorphins bind to your opioid receptors, which decreases your perception of pain. So uh, that's, a, that's a really good product, and the, uh, the manufacturer actually offers a money-back guarantee on it. So uh, I, I, I learned about this product because, um, and I learned many things from my, my customers sometimes. Yeah, I had a customer came in and he said hey Fred this this pain this curcumin really works great uh, helps my arthritis my my joints 
uh, really like it. So I tried it. I ha have a little bit of a shoulder problem, discomfort, and uh, I tried it and was impressed with it. So it's uh, something to, to consider. Uh, we've, we've also talked about in the past uh, CBD oil, which can help uh, with pain and uh, anxiety, particularly uh, related to nerve discomfort, uh, which is a whole other subject. So um, the, other, the other product that I talked about, I believe, last week was uh, Hepatopro, which is uh, a phospholipid which is type of fat. Uh, so it's a phosphatidylcholine product. And that was the one that was uh, helpful for fatty liver disorder. Uh, it, it's helpful to keep uh, blood vessels clean. It's important for brain function. It's important for every cell of the body, uh, but this is a, a new thing about it. Uh, so it, it actually helps uh, with pain relief. So this is kind of an interesting concept. You know, we've relied on drug products, uh, ibuprofen, anti-inflammatories, uh, acetaminophen, Tylenol, uh, all, all those types of things to uh, basically try to cut off the pain signal uh, from a drug aspect, and we all know that, that some of those have uh, side effects uh, long-term, uh, cardiac, kidney, stomach issues. But this is kind of circumventing uh, some of the, the body chemistry, I guess, in some ways, uh, and, and many people are uh, deficient in, in some of these nutrients. So uh, the choline part is part of the neurotransmitter acetylcholine. So that's a kind of like a brain chemical. Uh, it's an excitatory uh, neurotransmitter, transmits information. Uh, and um, so in your brain, you have excitatory neurotransmitters uh, and inhibitory neurotransmitters. And so this particular thing, this acetylcholine, the, the nice thing about that where it works is it doesn't activate the brain's reward system, which is associated with addiction. So this, uh, the choline or acetylcholine, um, basically uh, decreases the active activity of pain-excited neurons. <clears throat> so neurons that are, uh, let's just say, upset with you. And... Um, so it, it has an increase in the activity of pain inhibition in people. So pretty, pretty neat thing. And, you know, I've heard that sometimes the more you look at something, the worse it gets. And that's true maybe on the negative side. But in this case, the more I look at this uh, phospholipid, this phosphatidylcholine, the better and better it looks. I mean, it, uh, I started taking it myself uh, for many reasons. But. Uh, so, you know, this particular nutrient, which we, uh, you know, is found in eggs and, and other things, uh, egg yolk in particular, uh, is, is really important uh, for the liver, for the brain. It's just, uh, yeah, being deficient in this is also associated in uh, arterial, arterial sclerosis and uh, neurological disorders. So something really important there's also a, a big relationship between 
being deficient in choline uh, in the phospholipids and and folate or folic acid B vitamins. Uh, so that's another thing uh, to think about uh, adding. So B vitamins are also really important for the the uh, the sheath that covers like the the wiring of your of your nerves. So the fats are important there, the, and all that. So uh, this acetylcholine uh, functions in the body uh, has to do with uh, muscle control, memory, your circadian rhythm. It uh, is really important for cellular membrane cell signaling, fat transportation, and metabolism. Your your uh, cholesterol levels, uh, and and all that. Uh, so it's it's a really uh, important nutrient maybe important for endurance more important for endurance athletes people who drink alcohol postmenopausal women uh, and vegetarians that maybe are not getting uh, eggs so something to uh, really consider adding to your supplement program we're going to come back uh, talking about uh, the best anti-inflammatory nutrients this is uh, Fred Lowry, pharmacist and doctor of natural medicine. We'll be back with Health Talk in just a moment. Welcome back. Hope you're all uh, got your eyes open today. Uh, it's a great day uh, in, in October. I love the fall. So th- um, this is Fred Lowry from Lowry Drug on Hartness Road, <clears throat> which was established in 1959. We're a traditional family pharmacy with a state-of-the-art compounding laboratory. We offer a full line of medical equipment and supplies, including CPAP scooters and oxygen. We have a full line of supplements, nutritional herbs, uh, essential oils, homeopathics, and more. Come see us. So we're talking about uh, inflammation. And we're going to be talking about some anti-inflammatory uh, nutrients. You know, one of the things about inflammation, a lot of times it's caused by toxicity of some kind. Uh, one of the things that really comes to mind that's a big problem uh, right now is... Things like wheat, bread, uh, because uh, you know a lot of that is actually sprayed with the glycophosphates. People that overconsume that, they, they definitely have more inflammation. Uh, they have more fluid retention. The reason for that is the glycophosphates interfere with enzyme systems in the liver, and uh, so you're not able to detoxify properly. You're not able to get rid of toxins. So <clears throat> there are toxins that inhibit detoxification at the same time uh, that they're causing problems and 
when your body's not able to uh, deal with uh, a particular toxin, it's not able to process it and get it out, you're not drinking enough water, which, by the way, is important for uh, to keep uh, inflammation down because you've got to dil- be able to dilute those toxins, both that may come to you by way of uh, outside sources and also by normal metabolism. So, uh, you know, when you, when you have those, those toxins and your body's not able to deal with them, guess what? It stores those in uh, connective tissue, and hence you might get more joint pain. So there are ways to uh, improve your, your situation doing some detox programs, which include hydration, uh, you know, regular bowel movements, et cetera, uh, uh, pretty vast topic. Uh, but, you know, the first thing is, too, is to decrease what's coming in as much as possible, you know, w- which, you know, is, is, a, is a thing that, uh, you know, you're not going to be able to do perfectly. No, nobody can. There's just too much out there. But that doesn't mean that you, you just give up. So inflammation is kind of a, a, a signal of the body that says, yeah, hey, something's wrong. And, uh, you know, it may be that you, uh, you're a weekend warrior and you overdo it or, uh, you know, you get in the gym and you, you overdo your exercise, you've got lactic acid buildup. There's all kinds of things related to that. But so when, uh, like I said, when inflammation is not resolved, it becomes chronic and then it becomes destructive. <clears throat> now, one of the things that uh, from a food standpoint that really plays a, a tremendous role in your health, I've talked about this many times, is the, the, the types of oils and fats that you consume. And uh, I, I'm going to, you know, obviously the first thing is to, to get rid of this, but these satu- these, uh, the concept of saturated fats um, contributing to heart disease, uh, I, I would say is a fallacy. It's, it's the, it's, it really has to do with a lot of the fats that you consume. So uh, years ago, uh, you know, American uh, women that cooked or men uh, basically used uh, lard, which is uh, uh, rendered uh, pig fat uh, and butter for cooking. And then uh, we, we were introduced with Crisco. Uh, and a, Crisco was the first hydrogenated vegetable or uh, oil to hit the market. Very popular. It was a trans fat, which means it's like plastic. It has no real function in the body. Uh, it gets into your cell walls and uh, makes them not work uh, so well. And uh, I believe that was actually made from cottonseed oil, which they couldn't really do anything with. So uh, it and um, so it. Uh, that that kind of thing, uh, along with margarine and uh, other uh, hydrogenated oils, really became one of the backbones of the food industry, primarily because it just didn't spoil. And uh, so you, you'll find it in everything from cookies to crackers, french fries, frozen food, salad dressings, just about anything out there that is ultra-processed foods. <clears throat> so basically... These trans fats interfere with the cellular membranes of the body and 
And those cellular membranes are really how the whole thing works, what it lets in and what it lets out. So it is uh, really important to eliminate that. Now I'm talking about soybean oil, corn oil, uh, the uh, canola oil, uh, which you know is still recommended by some of the uh, major uh, health associations. Um, you know, so. Uh, makes you wonder why they would do that. I think we all have an idea about that. But these these oils are linked to neurodegenerative diseases and some types of cancer. So what you, what's happening is you're getting a, more of a different type of fat called omega-6 fats, uh, linoleic acid, linoleic acid, compared with omega-3s, which are associated with fish oil and uh, flax oil, uh, those type of things. So th- these type of oils uh, oxidize other fats, so they make your LDL worse. Uh, said before, they contribute to uh, brain disorders, neurodegenerative diseases. They impact your LDL and, and the, the endothelium, the endothelium lining of your blood vessel which was uh, one of the places, if you remember, that the spike proteins really damaged. And once that damages, the body has to fix it and brings in cholesterol, and you know, you're know you leaning towards arteri- arterial sclerosis there. Uh, it damages uh, the DNA. Uh, it uh, strips your liver of uh, nutrients that it needs. I mean, this this is really bad stuff. I could, I could go on and on and on about it, but... This is one of the things that's really important to think about uh, getting rid of in your diet. So one of the interesting things is the nutrient uh, vitamin E um, helps uh, helps your body uh, to fight against these these types of fats. And by by the way, once you stop eating them, it takes it could take a few years for your body to to replace those fats uh, with good fats. Uh, Vitamin E uh, prevents this linoleic acid from being stored into your tissue and and oxidized into more dangerous types of products. So uh, the other interesting thing about this is with that linoleic acid, those kind of fats, it increases uh, your body's production of estrogen in, in men and women. And I see Joe's eyes light up there. He's, uh, he doesn't want too much estrogen uh, in, in his life, I don't think. No. Uh, well, not, not from his body anyway. Nope, nope, not, not so, me. Yeah. So the vitamin E can help uh, neutralize the this, uh, effects of this linoleic acid, which can cause inflammation and discomfort and uh, as a sidelight vitamin E works very similar to uh, a drug called tamoxifen and uh, so uh, some women that have breast cancer and uh, some of the the post-cancer drugs that they're taking uh, one of them could be tamoxifen Uh, so uh, the other thing is you know there's there's all kinds of new uh, supplements out there with, with, with vitamin E, uh, it's, uh, it's also known as a 
tocopherol, which is uh, the name of that, that vitamin. But there's different types of that. And, and a lot of it on the market is the what's called the L-isomer. And so there's a D-isomer and an L-isomer. What that means basically is if you look at the chemical structure, uh, one is the, turned to the right, one's turned to the left. And you want the one turned to the right. It's, uh, it's kind of like a, a mirror image uh, of that. And, and you also want um, mixed tocopherols, which have <clears throat> different types of uh, the, the uh, vitamin E uh, there. So you, you really want to look at the label. You want the ones labeled uh, as the D uh, isomer of that. So uh, we also uh, could throw in uh, um, omega-3 fats. Uh, they can reduce inflammation uh, because they're offsetting the, the amount of the, the bad fats, the omega-6 uh, fats that we, we talked about. So we're coming up on a break here. We're going to come back and talk about uh, a little more about the wild world of uh, fat nutrition. <laughs> uh, May, may be interesting. Uh, come, hang on. We'll be back uh, after this break. Welcome back to Health Talk. This is Fred Lowry pharmacist and doctor of natural medicine at Lowry Drug. I will remind you this is pre-recorded so we're not able to take phone calls uh, today but uh, I will be back uh, next week uh, live uh, on Friday at 4 so uh, we'll we'll be able to take calls in. Uh, one of the things that uh, in my past uh, that I had uh, a football injury resulting in some knee surgery and uh, I used to say, say I got, I got had a uh, knee injury playing football in college, and they said you you play football in college football? No, <laughs> no, no, no. I, this was just pickup games. It was like uh, what we used to call cow pasture football, you know. So uh, uh, sometimes full contact, no pads. It was stupid, but anyway. Uh, so uh, I. I, I you know, went with the standard treatment, ibuprofen, uh, for a while. And um, I was taking that every day while I was working, uh, you know, as a pharmacist. And started getting into the nutritional aspects of things and uh, started taking flax oil every day. And uh, the interesting thing was that uh, over a period of time, I uh, realized I didn't need the uh, ibuprofen anymore. So... Uh, I think that uh, fish oil is probably a, a better choice uh, in, in this case, uh, but uh, you know you can you can get a good quality of fish oil. Uh, Nordic Naturals is a is a is a good brand. Uh, also, uh, krill oil is very popular uh, in that it also has those uh, phospholipids that I talked about, uh, and uh, it has maybe more uh, antioxidant uh, properties. So something, you know, something to really consider as a, a mostly a daily supplement. So there are other uh, herbs that are helpful uh, for uh, inflammation. 
Uh, surprisingly, ginger root uh, is, uh, is is important, and you can uh, you know you can make your own ginger tea. Uh, the ginger root's available in the grocery store. You can just grate off some, and you can add uh, lemon, cinnamon, other other types of herbs to that. Uh, so, is I've had people tell me that they were fairly surprised about uh, you know nighttime. Uh, tea product uh, using ginger. Uh, we also earlier mentioned uh, turmeric. Uh, regular turmeric is, is, a, is a great uh, uh, type of uh, intervention. It does many things like uh, uh, all herbs do, but uh, it basically kind of modulates how the body uh, signals uh, inflammatory messages uh, in the body. So the, one of the problems is with uh, curcumin is that it's, it's not really well absorbed. You can improve that by uh, taking it with a, um, a meal that you've got you know, fats in. So that can improve that as well. Uh, joint pain, uh, you know, that's something a lot of people have. So uh, the glucosamine, chondroitin, MSM type products, they, they do work uh, synergistically to bat, together. Um, and so that's a, another thing uh, really to consider. Uh, so um, the one, one of the products, my favorite products uh, for that is uh, Hammer Nutrition Tissue Rejuvenator. It also has uh, enzymes in it, uh, which is another thing that's, that's helpful um, in that you, you know, your body makes enzymes. They're the, the catalyst for making things happen. Uh, you know, they're part of your digestive system. Uh, bromelain uh, is a uh, enzyme found in, in pineapple. And uh, interestingly enough, when I got out of school, uh, Dr. Rosser, a uh, surgeon, not our current Dr. Rosser, who was the son of uh, the original uh, Dr. Rosser that was practicing then, he always prescribed a product called ananase, which is uh, which is bromelain. It was a pineapple enzyme post-surgically. Uh, so he, he used some other anti-inflammatories. But he was really big on uh, giving people uh, bromelain uh, to help uh, decrease post-surgical uh, discomfort. Uh, it, it was just a, a standard uh, practice for that. Uh, we, I mentioned earlier uh, Boswellia, which is uh, like Frank Frankenstein's. Uh, it reduces pain and inflammation, uh, including uh, arthritis pain. Uh, the amino acid glycine, uh, it, it has an anti-inflammatory effect. And interestingly, uh, green tea extract can have uh, an anti-inflammatory effect. So... Uh, you know, just just as a sidelight to to the green tea thing. Um, you know, teas and uh, coffee both are medicinal herbs, basically. Um, of course, the, <clears throat> the the type of fluids you drink are really important. We talk about uh, talked about water uh, being important. Probably the worst thing you can drink is uh, soft drinks, without a doubt. But um, tea is, uh, is, is, is kind of interesting. Uh, you know, we've got black tea uh, and, and green tea. 
And um, it's, it comes from the same plant. Uh, I don't know if you knew that. But basically, uh, it, it's, it's the same plant, but it's just processed different. And um, basically has to do with the amount of oxidation or exposure, exposure to oxygen. Black tea is oxidized and green tea is not. <clears throat> so generally, the less oxidized it is, the lower the caffeine. That's why a lot of people, if they're having issues with caffeine, uh, you know, they can switch to green tea as a, perhaps an alternative. So uh, green tea and uh, black tea are helpful for uh, many things. There's a... Uh, a number of years ago, I went to different places uh, learning about different medicines in other countries. And I went down to this uh, island in the Caribbean where this doctor was practicing what's known as bush medicine. And they were making teas from herbs. And that was the, that was the prescriptions that, that he was given along with nutrients. And uh, I, I probably won't be able to finish this story, but I'll come back and complete it because it's kind of interesting. But uh, when I went down there as a pharmacist trained, you know, and I go in this clinic and they've got these jars of different herbs. And, and the herbal pharmacy would take the prescription and they would mix different types of herbs and they would go and they, they were instructed to make a tea and drink the tea four times a day. And, of course, I, I, kinda, I don't know about this. I'm not sure this will work. But, you know, after being there a week and, and watching uh, – what the guy was doing it was pretty amazing so he was using herbal uh, medicine uh, and, and herbs to make teas of and it's a really great way to <clears throat> to take uh, to take herbs in, in, in herbal medicine so um, we'll come back and talk a little bit more about this uh, this is Fred Lowry uh, pharmacist and doctor of uh, natural medicine it's uh, Friday the 20th, and this is Health Talk. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Health Talk. Uh, we were just talking about um, teas and uh, my experience in, uh, in a place that was uh, probably considered a third world country that maybe you would think was individuals there were not getting good health care, but to my surprise, they were doing quite well. Um, I think that in some cases, uh, those... Um, Individuals may not be as exposed to uh, some of the toxins uh, that, that we are, uh, but that that's certainly 
not uh, not the case. So uh, I mentioned teas, but uh, coffee certainly is a very popular product. It's probably the most successful herbal uh, product in the world. Uh, a lot of people love coffee. Uh, I'm, I'm one of them. I, I do um, enjoy uh, our, our local uh, black powder coffee that, w- that we uh, that we sell. Uh, so, um, you know, there, you'll find uh, things on uh, each side of the coin, and certainly uh, there are people out there that maybe are drinking coffee all day long, and it may be, uh, you know, they need the caffeine to keep going. Maybe their uh, adrenals are shot from uh, a life of chronic stress. Uh, uh, don't know, but uh, I think it's uh, certainly okay thing to um, have a cup or two of coffee in the morning, uh, in, in, in starting your day <clears throat> so uh, there's you, you know there's there's all kinds of studies you can find that support doing one thing or another uh, there there are plenty of th- uh, things associated with uh, uh, coffee drinkers uh, you know or the consumption of coffee that re- you know, relates to uh, positive health outcomes um, the only thing that I, I would say about that as a, a cautionary thing is uh you know, finding coffee that uh, is organic is uh, probably a pretty good idea because uh, generally coffee is a, a shade-loving plant, and uh, so that's where it, uh, it, it is naturally uh, part of the environment. Uh, but uh, commercial coffee operations uh, change that, and uh, it's probably uh, heavily sprayed with. Uh, products unfortunately we we live in that world so um, going back to uh, types of fats and, and vitamins um, you know we just uh, talked about vitamin E as an oxi- antioxidant um, really a great uh, nutrient uh, uh, one of the ones that uh, a lot of people are familiar with is a uh, vitamin D which is is fat soluble it's not technically a vitamin. It's uh, like a, a steroid-type uh, hormone. Uh, so interestingly enough, uh, you know the the vitamin D that's made commercially uh, is uh, made by uh, exposing uh, plants to ultraviolet radiation. Uh, so, uh, which is how we make. Um, how we make our uh, vitamin D from from getting in the sun, and uh, it uh, you know light is, is is so important the the kind of lights that we're exposed to sunlight uh, no doubt is the best uh, we're we certainly associate uh, vitamin D production with uh, with getting good sunlight. And I'm not talking about overdoing sunlight, you know, you know, which people <coughs> do from time to time. Sunbirds are are not good things. Uh, so uh, you know, when you uh, sunlight is also associated with uh, melatonin production. The lack of sunlight is associated with uh, even being nearsighted. Uh, increases your risk of insulin resistance, along with uh, many of the other things I've talked about, but 
What you don't realize is that light's really important for making energy in your body. So we, we've talked about uh, ATP uh, energy on a cellular level, but there's uh, molecules in your body that collect light, absorb light, and when they do that, it helps produce um, energy in your mitochondria. So we think about getting our energy from primarily food, but that's not the case. It's, it's, uh, sunlight is a big part of that. And um, so light is a very misunderstood and overlooked part of the equation in terms of energy production. Uh, and and the, uh, the part of that uh, chemically is called cytochrome C oxidase, cytochrome C-oxidase, and uh, I think a gentleman brought up something called a, a photobiomodulation, which is light modulating biological organisms, which, uh, you know, the, that V-light product that helps, uh, that uses light to increase ATP production in the brain. So uh, that's, a, that's a pretty interesting concept um we, we can we can talk more about that uh, uh another time but so the the light is really important and it, it does bring up the concept of how about all these uh, new led lights that we have you know um led lights and blue lights uh not really good for us they're certainly energy efficient they provide a lot of light but the blue light in there um, is uh, not really good for us. And uh, it actually reduces your melatonin production in the evening. So looking at uh, computer screens, your cellular device in the evening, um, it, it, it affects your energy. It decreases your, uh, your mitochondria from being able to produce energy uh, it's, it's something that really uh, becomes an important issue, and it might be a really important issue for children uh, in the evening. You know, everybody would really love for their child to, to go to sleep uh, at a reasonable hour and sleep all night, and you'd like to do the same. So um, we, we've uh, covered the vitamin E, vitamin K. Vitamin A uh, has to do with vision as well and uh, you know it's associated with uh, liver uh, butter dairy eggs uh, particularly egg yolks I, I don't know why we got off on this eating egg whites uh, instead of the yolk you know it, if you uh, look at the concept of eating real food you want to eat the whole food uh, in the way it's presented in nature uh, you know, also, uh, you know, a lot of people shy away from organ meat, but, um, and some people don't particularly care for liver, but, um, you know, these, these types of meats have been something that have been, uh, traditionally consumed, uh, for a very long time. Uh, vitamin K is, uh, important for calcium metabolism, uh, blood clotting factors, uh, actually, a lot of your, your bacteria in your gut makes vitamin K. A lot of people don't realize how, how important good uh, flora is in, in the gut. Uh, 
in that it makes vitamins and uh, does all kinds of things, provided it's uh, you know in balance uh, with the rest of the system. So we've got uh, about three minutes left here in the show. Uh, I want to briefly talk about uh, you know the um, COVID-related uh, blood clots, and I could probably do a whole show on this, and maybe we'll, we'll do more about that. But you know, there's there's a lot of people out there with really mild, milder or, or seemingly mild symptoms uh, in terms of fatigue, uh, not being able to get their breath, brain fog, muscle weakness. Uh, I mean, you could get, in terms of the clots in the serious way, uh, you know, heart attack, strokes, that type of thing. But what I want to address is there are a lot of people out there that, that are having what they call micro-clots. <clears throat> They're not really showing up on many diagnostic-type tests. And um, so it's, it's kind of a puzzling thing, you know, in terms of the... the, the little bit of shortness of breath and fatigue and uh, it apparently can happen if you if you had COVID or and or if you got the the shot so uh, what is happening is in these your micro capillaries you know you're getting these little small blood clots and so the the oxygen's not able to get into the cells as well uh, there there are things that you can do about this and I think uh, I think next week we're going to get into this a little bit more uh, because uh, it, it's kind of a deep subject and I don't want to shortcut the information and, and also uh, not be able to uh, cover it properly uh, for you. <clears throat> so um, I will remind you if, you, if you're having uh, discomfort and pain, uh, you know, I, I think... Uh, that, that Curman product is great. There's a uh, money-back guarantee on it, so there's no risk. Uh, consider uh, using some of those uh, phosphatidylcholine uh, products like Hepatopro. Uh, good for cardiovascular health, brain health, etc. cetera. Uh, vitamin E is certainly a great supplement to, to consider taking. So uh, there, there's all kinds of things that, that can be helpful to you in the realm of uh, what we call natural medicine and supplements, and and, and it kind of fills a lot of holes that maybe pharmaceuticals don't, it, particularly when you're looking at trying to, to solve the underlying problem and not just put uh, a Band-Aid on things. So come see us at Lowry Drug. This is Fred Lowry, pharmacist and doctor of natural medicine. You've been listening to Health Talk. We'll be back next week live. Come see me. <laughs>